This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here in studio today. Got fellow app nerds, John Beeler and AJ Vickery. We have an awesome program today. We're going to talk about Amazon. They're trying to get into your car now. John, let them in. Let them in. <laughs> Do we need more things in the car? John? Yeah. They're already in my car, but we'll talk about that. Yes. You've gotten a, a new Amazon device that uh, integrates into your car. And yes. we'll tell you what Amazon is doing in your car, hopefully. Privacy. Are you concerned about privacy? You should be, because every day we're hearing about how your information is spreading out to the wind. Another government or credit card company or corporation has been hacked, and all your information's out there again. So we have a privacy expert coming in. Her name is Allie Brown, and she's going to give us some tips on how we might protect ourselves somewhat. <laughs> you got to try everything, right? That's right. Uh, let's talk about some of the app news. Uh, Disney Channel. Yes. Is coming to Canada or the online Disney. And Netherlands. What did they call it? Disney, <laughs> Disney Plus? Disney Plus. Okay. So cable TV as we know it is changing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I recently have dropped cable TV. <gasps> <laughs> I know. I know. It's weird. Didn't the only that. reason I had it, the only reason I had it was because my wife loved several channels. W Network, Slice, Home and Garden TV, and Food Network. And by the grace of God, somehow Chorus came out with an online channel called Stack TV that you can get through Amazon Prime Video for 12 bucks a month. Mm. And it has all those channels and global and more. Wow. 12 bucks mm. a month. Perfect. So HD? I was- HD. And it's cool because I can get it on uh, my Apple TV, my Roku TV, on my computer, because it all goes through the Amazon Prime Video. Oh, yeah. so it's App- part of the service. like Exactly. Movie. So yeah. you sign up through Amazon Prime. And if you have a prime account, you have to have a prime account. Yes. And it works. And And then it's a subscription after that. Exactly. Another 12 bucks a month, but I'm saving myself a hundred (laughs) dollars. Yeah. It is fantastic. But you still need internet. Yes, you do need internet. But what I like about it is not only can I watch all these channels live, I can watch global TV live, but I can also watch most of those shows on demand as well. Mm. That's pretty good. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. So Disney now is getting into the game. They've got Disney plus. Yeah. And they've been pulling their content off oh, of all the other channels. Yeah, you can't find some Disney content. Yeah. Like it's almost impossible to find. We're, we're starting Emma, she's five, into um, movies now. We're sort of bridging the gap. She's been sort of slow to get into movies. Yeah. So, you know, we're like, let's get, let's, she's got to see this Disney movie. And it's like, you can't find it anyway. You I, could uh, barely buy it. You want some video cassettes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How many video cassettes did I buy yeah. for my kids? Yeah. And they were like, yeah. toast now yes yeah. but so disney plus coming to canada sorry november is that right november yes and how much 8.99 a month yes or 90 dollars annually so 750 a month even cheaper yeah i wonder how many people will sign up for this so what they're one doing- and three. Oh, two and three two and four two and four i just did a quick poll in the studio here and, <laughs> and two of us put our hands up i'm not going to no but no steven and i are and, yes. and we're um also parents of young children Okay, so if you've got kids, highly likely that this yeah. would be an option for you. Yeah. The one, okay, so the big thing is they're making a new Star Wars series. A live action Star Wars series. TV yes. Series. What's it called? I don't remember. I forget. Anyway, it's Star Wars. Yeah, so if you're that, st- that might convince me to sign up actually. <laughs> and I hear they're making potentially another one about Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's right. Ewan McGregor signed on for that. Did he sign? Yeah. Oh my God. So that's huge. That is huge. So, but it comes down to how much content they have. Obviously, they got the movies. Right. They got tons of Disney Channel 
content like the most there's so much content yeah but i also wonder how it's going to be distributed because you remember when they did the cassette tapes yeah we're going to take this back into the vault for a while mm-hmm. you yes. can't buy it anymore yeah and then it'll come back a couple years later for the next generation to buy again and i wonder if they're going to have all their content available at once or they're going to sort of dole it out over i wonder time. about that as well yeah yeah my gut tells me dole it yeah dole it but they have so much yeah <laughs> so there's so many subscriptions now so I got Stack TV, I got Netflix. Uh, so what is that between those? It's about twenty five bucks a month. If I get the Disney Channel, I'm up to thirty five. Oh, cable TV is looking pretty good. <laughs> what what yeah. kind of idiot am I? Yeah. But yeah. you won't be able to get yeah. And that, to put a lot it of that in stuff. perspective, we wanted to watch a Disney movie, um, you know, and we've got you know we've talked to the her about it. She's really excited about it. We go to rent it, check Netflix, check Amazon Prime. I check like all my cable. Don't have it right. And yeah. I bought it. Did you? Yeah, it cost me 25 bucks. Where? Like a digital copy? Yeah, or? from like Google Play Movies or, yeah. And now you've copy. got this weird digital copy that only works on certain things. Yep. That will expire in probably six months. But I, I solved my problem for the weekend, which only cost <laughs> me 25 bucks. That's that's a lot of money. That's yeah, but that's now, three months subscription to Disney Plus. This is what I'm talking about. Did she like it? Loved it. Okay, so she'll watch it again and again. You get your yeah. 20 bucks worth. The one time was enough. <laughs> and so eight ninety nine, I'm in. Okay. Okay, let's talk about uh, privacy. Uh, that's going to be kind of a topic today on the app show. We're going to have our uh, privacy expert. Her name is Allie Brown coming up in the next segment to talk about some of the things you can do to hopefully protect your information. Uh, Facebook is trying to help us as well, guys. Mm-hmm. So they've got uh, a new feature that they're rolling out. Smaller countries first. I think Ireland's getting it. Yeah. <laughs> and I think maybe Indonesia or somewhere. South Korea. It's called Off Facebook Activity. And so it lets you view a summary of your activity information shared by third-party apps and websites with Facebook and even helps you clear that information from your account if you want to. So explain this. Well, my big question is, are you really clearing it from your account? <laughs> no, probably not. So that's, that's the beauty of the whole Facebook business model is that they make all these relationships and intertwine themselves with all these websites. And so it's kind of weird how when you're surfing around... Uh, suddenly your Facebook ads mirror that. That's oh, right. I'm looking at uh, garage door openers. Suddenly all the Facebook ads are garage door openers. It's like they were listening. <laughs> yes, and, and it's because they are. <laughs> so this new feature, and it's not available in Canada yet, so don't get excited, uh, again called Off Facebook Activity, hopefully coming soon to a country near you, lets you see all that and wipe it. Wow. I'm still skeptical. <laughs> Why? Well, the thing is, once they're trying to be better, John, <laughs> I get that, yeah. and they have to be. But I, I, the the big concern is that once the data is out, you might be removing it from one pile, but it's still in other piles, right? Yeah. So it, you never know where these companies are sharing amongst themselves beyond Facebook, right? So yeah, not that you're going to get your garage door opener ads, you know, on Facebook again, but other aspects of that though will still permeate through that and your data is still out there you, you can't get it back you, you can't erase it once it's done it's done let's move on to something even more important youtube has banned robot fighting videos for animal <laughs> cruelty this is what? algorithms gone wrong <laughs> so youtube continually scans their library of videos literally billions of videos uh, for certain things, obviously porn, uh, animal cruelty, and somehow robot fighting. And these are like Discovery Channel. How many shows do they have oh, yeah. about robot wars, right? <laughs> totally. Uh, they were banning these videos on YouTube. 
because they thought it was animal cruelty. Yeah, and apparently it affected a lot of people. Like a lot of videos got taken down because of it. Uh, some really big robot channels actually had a big hit because of this. Well, if you've ever had, um, not that you would have, but anything taken down off of YouTube or maybe you had a song in there that shouldn't have, you know, not licensed or whatever, but there's no one to call to get it back on. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> go through a form and hope that they'll actually get back to you and yeah. they never do. Yeah. Okay, so we have a lot more to talk about on the App Show today. If you are concerned about privacy, and God, you should be, uh, we've got a great privacy expert coming on uh, after the break here. Uh, we will also be talking about how Amazon is infiltrating your car. They're everywhere on the web. They own Whole Foods. They're coming up with Amazon convenience stores. Now they're in your car. John has gotten experience with that. He's bought a new device to make his car more Amazon-y. Uh, we'll also be doing our Hot 5 app countdown this week. It's Hot 5 food diary apps. So if you're trying to keep track of your nutrition and what you're eating, we've got the Hot 5 apps that you need to listen to. You're listening to the App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. We'll be back after this. You're back with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here in studio. want to talk about privacy now. Everyone is trying to get our private uh, information. Facebook has uh, abused it uh, many times over the years. Uh, we always get these spam emails, uh, you know, phishing attempts trying to get uh, information from us. It is never ending. So I thought uh, we would get an expert in studio. Her name is Allie Brow, and uh, she's going to give us some tips on how you can protect your private information in this dig- digital age. Thanks for joining us, Allie. Thanks for having me, Mike. Uh, should we be concerned? How concerned should we be is probably the better question. I think we should be. I think we should be aware of what is happening out there because if we share our information with companies that really want to help us and that want to make our lives easier, I just don't see an issue with that. It's just when these companies abuse that trust that uh, then I get a little bit put off by these companies. Well, there's a lot of abuse going on. Like (laughs) every single day you can read about some company, uh, they've had a data breach, uh, credit card companies, big corporations, yeah. governments, they were losing our information left, center, right. Like how, how can we protect ourselves? What are some tips? Well, some tips is, again, be very aware who you're sharing your information with. Uh, I know that we like to share our pictures of our children, of our uh, pets, of our last vacation with everybody, because that's human nature to show how great our lives are. But how much is too much? Uh, you have to be aware of who you're sharing it with and understand that not only your friends are looking at it, but all these companies are private to what you are doing or saying, and they're creating a profile about you, about who you are, and they're going to try to target based on what you, they think that you're going to want. Uh, and sometimes they take care of it, but some other times they're not that careful. And... Uh, there are hackers out there. There are sometimes disgruntled employees that take this data and put it out there uh, for anybody to, to take because they, they have a beef with the organization. So just think that whatever you put out there is like toothpaste. Once it's out, you cannot bring it back in. <laughs> you can't squeeze the toothpaste back no. into the tooth, toothpaste container. Um, but like, how do you protect yourself? Because like, you have to deal with certain companies like credit card companies yes. and doctors and governments, and still there's data breaches. So what do you do? Um, one thing that I do personally, I have um, a, a credit, credit card monitoring. Yeah, uh, I pay $15 a month, and every month they give me a report of what my uh, activities have been. If I see something that it's clearly not me, 
I go and, and talk to uh, to the to the credit uh, bureau to see what happened there, uh, because there's a lot of identity theft yes. happening, especially with data breaches. If they're taking your social insurance number or even your date date of birth and your name and your address, with that, it's enough to open an account somewhere else in your name. So always be mindful of those things. If you get emails that say, uh, "Oh, you you need to reset your password. Click here." Don't. Clearly, it's not um, a valid email. Always check the address, who, who it's coming from. Sometimes if you hover over the link, it shows you that it's a link that has nothing to do with your bank or with whatever company is telling you to, to reset your, your email. And more often than not, they don't ask you through email to do that. No, most reputable companies or social we'll media sites would never do that. No, and, and, and those are just tricks for somebody else to get into your account. Uh, and and start compromising your information or start looking for more information to take care from you. Well, it's interesting you mentioned the credit monitoring uh, service. I mean, it's one thing to get your credit card bills and make sure no one is charging anything to your credit cards, but you made a great point because you would never really know if someone, until it's too late, stole your identity because they can get little bits of information from your Facebook profile and, yeah. and, and emails and set up their own credit cards under your name. Yeah, and it, it, and it is amazing with how little information somebody can create a, an accurate picture about you. Um, I asked a friend for permission to tell um, a story about what happened to him and his father-in-law. He said, yes, please share it. Okay. Uh, just for everyone to know. He uh, he just had a baby. Yep. And obviously he and his wife are very happy about the baby. So they put a lot of pictures of the baby on Facebook. Um, one day he had to send an e-transfer to his father-in-law. And you know, you go to your bank, you do the e-transfer, the, e the, the bank sends an email to the person that needs to receive this money. Well, his father-in-law had clicked on a phishing scam, so his email had been compromised already. Oh. So when, when uh, my friend sent him this email, he said the, the, the password is the baby's name. Oh my God. So somebody had already had access to his father-in-law's email address. Yeah. They looked at it. They looked at the email that said, this is a password. They went to this guy's Facebook account. And, and he's got pictures was, everywhere of his baby. And, of, and the name of the baby, yeah. right? So yeah, over $1,000 disappeared was in there the blink a, of an eye. Could they get it back? Uh, after, after jumping through a lot of hoops, they thankfully got it back, but the bank said, this is the last time we make an exception for you. Yeah. Uh, but it was a good lesson. First of all, don't uh, send any, in the same email address, don't send that kind of information of this is the password. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and also just be mindful of how much you are sharing out there because everybody knows now who you are, who your baby is, where you live. Do you really want everyone to know all that information about you? I'm I know, but so that's sure. hard. I know that's so hard, though. Like, uh, you know, social sites like Facebook, that's where you want to share these photos and, you know, pictures of your family. Yeah, but but again, a, a lot of organizations uh, have access to that information, even though Facebook claims that they don't. Yeah, they do, because as you say, <laughs> every week they're saying, oh, we just yeah. found out another of our partners that is scraping all this information. It happened a couple of weeks ago, a company called Hyper. They were scraping all this public information from Instagram. Okay. And, and then Facebook found out, obviously, Instagram uh, is part of Facebook. They said, send a cease and desist letter, but they had already harvested all this information from people that they didn't want to share it with, with these organizations. Do you think they can get ahead of the game though? Like, are they just too big now to be 
proactive in this case? I mean, they just seem to be reactive to everything. Well, they are reactive because, as you say, they're really big. Uh, secondly, that's their business model. That's how they make money. Yes. So they're not really scraping our information. Yeah, yeah. Uh, about moving fast with this. Now they are a little bit more incentivized after they had to pay $5 billion in a fine to the FTC. But even for them, it was like the cost of doing business. Yeah, that's nothing to them. Mm -hmm. So so yeah, between size, between business model, and, and how fast uh, technology is developing, it's really hard to rein it in. So people need to do a little bit more and be a little bit more sensitive about what they're putting it out, what they're putting out there, and what repercussions that's going to have in the future. Is it sensitive or maybe paranoid? Be paranoid about it. Uh, a little bit of paranoia doesn't hurt. Yeah, definitely doesn't hurt. Again, you need to also to live your life. Um, I I like to uh, shop online. I've always liked technology. I think it makes your life really easy and very convenient. But there. Bad actors that want to ruin it for the rest of us. So just be mindful who you're sharing that information with. We're talking with Ali Brown, a privacy expert. Is there a place where people can find out more information about you and what you do? Oh, sure. Yeah, we have a we have a website. Uh, uh, the name of uh, my company is Kirky Management Consulting, and the website is Kirky-Consulting.com. Uh, and uh, we have a blog and we talk about things also about how to protect um, yourselves and also from a company, from an organizational perspective, what are the things that organizations need to do in order to keep that trust from their customers and to serve them the best way, but, but protecting their information at the same time. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. When we come back, more apps to talk about here on the App Show. Stay tuned. You are back with the app show, Mike, AJ, and John here in studio. Before we get to the uh, app uh, hot five countdown, uh, later on in the program, we still have our game app of the week and also John's favorite app. And we will be talking about Amazon and how they are infiltrating your car. It's important to know. Everyone's trying to get into your car. Apple, Google, now Amazon. The weekly app hot five. This week, it's the hot five food diary apps. And AJ, during the break, you were saying, uh, when I was announcing this early, earlier, I was saying it was the Hot 5 Diarrhea apps. No, I mispronounced it. It's Hot 5 Food Diary. Can we say app. dietary apps? Or? Dietary. No, diary apps. Because you're taking a diary. Oh, diary. Yeah. Ah. Food journal? Food journal hey, apps. There we go. There we go. <laughs> There's no mistake. I feel mistake. a lot better about that. So, AJ, I'm going to get you to start off with number five, My Fitness Pal. Okay, well, My Fitness Pal is a popular food diary or journal app. It allows you to set goals um, and search for foods to get their to get and log their nutritional value and track your weight goals over time. It even allows you to build your own recipes using the ingredient search and store that information for future use. Number four on the uh, app countdown this week, it's uh, See How You Eat. This is available for Android and iOS. It offers probably the easiest way to keep a food journal. Simply snap a photo of everything you eat within the app and move on. This app will let you take 12 photos of food items you consume per day. It's great for beginner food tracking apps. I got a question. What if you eat more than 12 things a day? I think there's, you can pay. Because I'm at 18 right now. <laughs> <laughs> then you have a problem. Okay. And uh, I, I think there's probably an in-app purchase that would allow you to, <laughs> sure. to put more food items in for gluttons like you just go to the buffet yeah <laughs> take one photo of it all oh that's a great idea but it, it is cool right because you just have to take a photo because a lot of times you gotta sit there and scroll yeah, or write it down yeah, yeah. exactly because i'm lazy yeah yeah taking a photo i can do that 
Okay, John, you got number three here. We're talking about uh, food journal apps. And this one is Protein Tracker. This is for Android. People talk a lot about the importance of getting enough protein, especially if you're working out regularly, but it can be difficult to keep track of your protein intake. Protein Tracker allows you to enter your protein consumption goals and track your consumption against those goals. That is kind of cool. We're talking about food journal apps. We've uh, got number two. AJ, I'm going to let you have this one. It's called Rise Up. Yeah, well, this one's kind of interesting, Mike, because this one um, helps you look more into the emotional side of your eating patterns. Yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> you can you mean tra- that popcorn is a cry for help. <laughs> you can, tra- <laughs> no, not exactly. You can track uh, what you ate, but you can also uh, track how you felt that day. So this tracking information over time can help you identify those emotional eating habits and how your food consumption actually might affect your moods. So all ice cream. Oh, I never, I never, I never downloading this app. <laughs> ice cream and crying on the couch. <laughs> yeah, I think I know already. I think there's something else at work there, but. Could yeah. be the ice cream. Oh, my God. That one's called Rise Up. Okay, so, John, I'm going to give you the number one app uh, this week for food journaling. It's called Kara. Kara, for Android and iOS, takes a holistic approach to food tracking, allowing you to track what you eat and drink, as well as how you feel physically and emotionally. Going back to AJ. Yeah. <laughs> you can also track other factors such as exercise, medications, and supplements. All of these things should offer a, com- a more complete picture of how you feel. Very, very cool iPhone tip of the week. Unleash the power of your iOS device. John, you've got the iOS tip. That's right. So uh, it's text expand. And basically you can turn snippets of longer sentences uh, with the text expansion feature into really short snippets. I actually use this myself. I have my address written out in full. Email address. Uh, Email address or even your home address. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so I just start typing the shortcut word I have is just my Addy, and it actually will auto-suggest my entire address. You just tap that, and boom, it's all in place. So you don't have to write it all out. Say that again. How, do you, how does that work? You type a, you create a short code, Okay. right? You can call it anything you want, and whenever you start typing that, the auto-suggest feature will actually show whatever you've tied to that keyword as an option. So you tap that and it'll populate the whole thing. I use it for my addresses because I have a, a my full mailing address with postal code and everything like that. And I start typing my Addy and it auto suggests that full version with one tap. So if I was like texting or emailing AJ a lot and it started off with AJ, geez, what the hell have you done again? Yes. <laughs> I could I you, could have that. You could a, just have AJG yeah. as your short code. Yes. And then it would auto fill in that whole <laughs> sentence. <laughs> This is going to change my life. (laughs) I'm going to get hours back a week. (laughs) This is fantastic. That was your iOS tip of the week. And again, you can access that by going to the settings uh, under general, keyboard, and then text replacement. You can have all kinds of them too. Like hundreds. Yeah. If you can remember them all. That's the trick. Okay. We're going to have to take a break. But when we come back, we will be talking about Amazon. Everyone's trying to get into the car. Apple, Google, Amazon as well. And uh, John has got an experience that he will share with us because he's brought Amazon into his car. You're listening to the App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with the App Show. It's uh, time to talk about your car. All the tech companies want to get into your car. Apple has Apple CarPlay. Google has Android Auto. And uh, basically, it's taking over your infotainment system. All these cars now come with the big touchscreens and 
by having your Apple phone or your Android phone in the car with you, you can actually have that come up on the infotainment screen and access your navigation, your music, you know, everything, literally. But Amazon, we haven't really seen them so much trying to get in the cars. But John, you've just bought something new that they've come out with. Yes, they actually have something called Echo Auto. And right now it's an invitation only rollout in the US. So it's not available in Canada yet. And even in the US, you actually have to, you go to add it to your cart and it's a special invitation and they'll say, we'll email you when we think you're ready for it. (laughs) (laughs) And so I applied for this last September actually, which is when they first announced it. And the really neat thing about it is it's a really small little device. It's like an Echo Dot that you would put in your car and you, what shape is it? Uh, it's rectangular. Okay. Um, it comes with a little vent mount that's magnetic. So it actually works really well in my car because I have a really narrow vent. And the, the steering wheel column and the, the sort of the center console ha- make it really tight spot to fit even, a, even my phone on one of those little adapters on the vent. So this, the clip that it comes with is re- actually really good. And it sits on top of that. It comes with a little cable you plug into your power. And then basically it is Bluetooth to your phone. Because it needs an internet connection. It does need an internet connection. And it's just like having an Echo Dot in your car. It's very tiny. It has a little LED bar, so you can actually tell when it's recognized. Oh, you. is that like Knight Rider? Kind of like Knight Rider. Or but a it's Cylon blue. from Battlestar Galactica? Yeah, it's blue, though. It's not red. I <laughs> okay. wish it was red. I wish you could change the color. That'd be nice. <laughs> um, and the idea behind it is that uh, you have the ability to pair it with your Bluetooth with your with your phone or if you don't have Bluetooth in your car so it's great for an older car it actually has a line out if you have an aux in you can actually basically enable Bluetooth in your car using this device it's got a nice little speaker up top a microphone so cool yeah and it's 25 US for this right now so it's probably one of the cheaper ways to get Bluetooth in your car without having to change your stereo so but don't you have Bluetooth in your car now with your phone well yeah but no not through your stereo though yeah, but if you plugged a line from your phone into the stereo, you get the same thing. Right. From the headphone jack we don't have anymore? <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So anyways, they've given you a couple options to connect it to your car. Um, the problem that I found with it, though, is like it's not really good for like navigation. No. Because you'll say, Alexa, you know, uh, navigate me home. And then she'll tell you, well, just open up your apps or your map app on your phone. I'm like, well, that kind of defeats the whole purpose. <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> it is stupid. Okay. But it is nice for being able to uh, have the streaming service that, that uh, Alexa or Amazon offers, like uh, Amazon Music, uh, Prime Music. Um, you can also control all your smart devices. So as you're driving up you know, to your house, you can say, uh, Alexa, turn on the garage light, that type of thing. Got it. So, so you can do that. So it's kind of neat for that thing. But I still think that they're still kind of figuring out, trying to figure out wh- who is the user of this. Because between... <laughs> you, <laughs> John Beeler. <laughs> or if you have a lot of just questions, you know... Then you can just but, ask yeah, Alexa got, questions. I know, but you got your phone on you, right? Well, yeah, and that, that, that's my point is that if you've, you've, you've either got, you know, uh, Hey Google or you've got uh, Alexa hey Siri, Siri yeah. and those probably work better and they've been doing it longer mm. in the car. Yeah, so I'm still not getting the point of it. No, Obviously, they want to get in the car. They do want to get in. They're just trying to figure out what you can do with it. And it even comes with a little card showing you what you can do with this device. And it's... It still hasn't really resonated with me. I mean, I do like it because I actually, I have a routine uh, on Alexa with my devices. When I leave the house, it'll turn off all the lights and start playing music for my cat. And I forget to do that sometimes. And I have a three-level townhouse and there's like, all the lights are connected to smart plugs or hubs or whatever. Yeah. So it's nice for me to like not have to worry about turning off my lights because I can just 
do one command and it kills them all. And I actually have started doing that as I'm driving away from the house because I forgot to do it while I was in the house. And I can do that in the car really easily. So that's probably the main use case I found for it. I don't, there's not a business model there for me. No. You know, I'm not going to buy. How much was it? It was 25 bucks. Oh, so it's cheap. It's cheap. Yeah. Yeah. But I I think if you already have, you buy a lot of $25. What if you're just driving to work? You're like, oh, you know what? I need toilet paper. Hey, Alexa, order some toilet paper. You could do that. That's done. Yeah. You could do that. Is that a big problem for you, AJ? (laughs) I'm just saying, you know, I'm just thinking outside the box here, right? Yeah. You know, no, but the, 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 my, my point earlier about the, the Bluetooth connectivity in your car, if you have an older car that doesn't have a car player or a nice infotainment system, this is a cheap way to get some decent, stuff in there that's above and beyond uh, Siri or Google. Um, but, you know, it just really depends on where your eco- ecosystem is sort of based. If you're all Alexa, if you're all Google, or if you're all um, Apple. It, it is interesting. Um, I don't think what in its current form, what you're describing, is going to set the world on fire. Definitely not. No, but no. there must be some bigger but, play they're making. But if they could integrate the Alexa app into, say, CarPlay and Android Auto. Yeah, but then they're dependent on these guys. Right, but... That's also the main players in that infotainment space. Yeah, Amazon is also trying to talk to the car manufacturers to build it into their infotainment systems as a separate option from CarPlay and Android Auto. So we'll see who, which players will agree to that. But I, I also kind of like the idea of having choice so people can have all three in their car and it all behaves the same way. I, I start getting confused in my home now because I've got Google. Uh, I've got, you know, hey, Google, Alexa. I've, I've got my phone as well. And I just get confused trying to ask who to ask for what, who, who to ask for what, because I've got you know my connected devices and my Sonos music system yeah. connected through Alexa. Right. Yeah. But then Google, I use it for timers and just asking different questions. I find Google's better for searching. You know what? It's things. actually funny. Sonos now works with uh, Google Home. Yeah. And uh, I comparing the two, it works better for me with Google Home. It does. Yeah. Oh, I can't tell my wife just, that. Just so you know. <laughs> and then the other thing is, um, guess who tells better knock knock jokes? <laughs> your daughter alexa alexa alexa's got better knock knock jokes really yeah just just saying and hmm. so okay so you've got sonos is the multi-room music system yeah uh their play uh ones uh and i think their sonos beam soundbars has got voice assistant technology built in which is great because you can use alexa or google and you hmm. you're finding google's better yeah i'm finding google uh for telling it like which room to play and and the things to play it works better really yeah and it worked. I don't know why better, but it just because hmm. uh, I started it's I, the better or I, faster. The re- like, or no, quicker. the reason why I got Alexa. Uh, sorry, the reason why I got the Amazon Echo in the first place was so that I could control my Sonos yes. via speech. So that's yeah. really the only reason I got it because mm-hmm. because everything else was controlled by Google. And then it's it just it's been like a few weeks. It's really quite new since it started to work with Google, and uh, and it's um uh, it's better. Mm. It seems to work. Yeah, I'm having trouble now because things are overlapping. Yeah. Um, so for Alexa devices, I've got some of their Alexa speakers, you know, smart speakers. But I also started buying back a couple of years ago other devices like my uh, Echo B thermostat's got Alexa built into it. Mm-hmm. I have a light switch that has Alexa built into mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So do they fight over who gets to turn on the light for you? <laughs> well, well, yeah, that's the thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Because uh, now on my nightstand, I have uh, the Echo Show 5, which is, which is the best yeah. thing I ever did. It's mm. like clock radio. Oh, okay. It, yeah. And it is amazing because it's the best alarm clock radio in the world. Mm. My wife didn't even know it was Amazon Alexa. Yeah. She's mad now that it is. I found a really cool routine her, but... for the show. Okay. So you set an alarm on the show. Yeah. 
And you can actually create a routine that gets triggered when you dismiss your alarm. So you can keep snoozing and snoozing and snoozing. Yeah. You dismiss the alarm. It turns on my lights. It gives me the weather. It gives me the news. Oh, so it's it's like, going to get you up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's motivated to get you but up. But the neat thing is that you can actually snooze as many times as you want, and it yeah. won't trigger the rest of the routine until you actually dismiss the alarm. Oh. So it's it's smart that way, and it's really quite clever how it's like all set that. up. Yeah. I like that. But you know what's cool about it as well? I find it's got a little five-inch screen. Uh, and I have it on my nightstand and I've got Amazon Prime mm-hmm. uh, and I have the video subscription. I just watch shows on it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know, hey, Amazon uh, or Alexa, I want to watch uh, uh, Jack Ryan or Community. But you, we also, we both talk about this. We both use all of our security cameras yes, on it as well. Ring, yeah. Because you can the just say, cameras. Alexa, show me camera one. Yeah. And so, yeah. it pops so, up. Alexa better in the house. Not not ready for prime time in the car yet. <laughs> See what I did there? Okay, we're going to have to take a break. When we come back, we are going to get uh, Game App of the Week and also your favorite app of the week. My favorite app. Yeah, excited to hear. You're listening to the App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. We will be back after this. You're back with the App Show. Mike here with John and AJ. A couple more apps. Before we get to John's favorite app of the week, AJ, you've got a game app of the week. Game app of the week. And this is for iOS. It's called Beat the Intro. And here you get to test your music knowledge. Mike, you'd love this. I love uh, this. With Beat the Intro. So the aim of this game is to guess the artist of a song by listening to a music clip. And the faster that you guess it, the more points you earn. So the game spans all genres. It's got thousands of licensed tracks available. And it's free. If you pay the $250 uh, premium, it unlocks a whole bunch of extra songs and kind of removes the ads as well i love this yeah. that sounds like fun <laughs> this is a lot of fun i'm gonna try that one out called beat the intro i would lose so badly at this <laughs> yeah you never know the name of any oh, no artist or no like what is your life like i i i would probably know i'd probably like have one song that you're like do you know this and i'd know it and you'd be like wow yes how does he know that it's fascinating okay john we've got time for your john's favorite app of the week so um I think we've talked about this before on the show, like a few, a few months ago, but it's been making the rounds on Facebook and social media again because the BBC did a really big story about how it's actually saving lives, and it's called What Three Words. And essentially what this app does is they've divided up the planet into 57 billion three-meter squares and assigned a unique word to each one of those coordinates across the planet. The idea behind it is if a first responder needs to find you in a field and you don't know where you are, the app will tell you what three words, direct them directly to your location. So it's really good for places that don't have landmarks. Um, It's very specific positioning data that's not a longitude and latitude like a GPS would use because those don't always work in places. You might not have that. So how does the app know? Well, the app has an algorithm. They, there's 40,000 different uh, combinations. Uh, and uh, it, it's basically a fantastic way. The UK has switched all of their emergency responders to use this. And what they tell people if they're like if they're lost, download the app and tell us where you are based on what the app says. And so like what three? What You're a words? donkey. <laughs> you are a donkey. Those are four words. <laughs> You've blown it already. So these are like real words. These are real words, and they're completely random. Yeah. Um, even Lonely Planet has started using it in their guides to direct people to landmarks in other countries. Because it's like, how, how big are the squares? They're three meters by three meters. Okay. So, you know, even in our office, one part of the office is a different number that are a different set of letters than the back part of the office. So it's very specific. Like, you know, I'm trapped in the supply room. You can be very specific about those three words. Cool. And the name of the app? What three words? So all the time we have left for the app show, 
It's Mike, AJ, and John signing off. We'll see you again next time. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.